What's up, everyone? This is Kenneth Ford from ID Production. You are listening to The High Life. On this show, I sit down with individuals that will give you ideas on how they have succeeded in life and hopefully will give you the encouragement to follow your dreams. Today's episode will feature Jada Campbell, a St. Louis native who graduated from Alabama State University with a major in data arts and a minor in communications. She is a graduate student at Texas Tech University working towards her MFA in playwriting. Get ready to live the high life with playwriter Jada Campbell. ever wondered what it's like to write a novel, to write a story? Oh, I have a person today that's going to be part of the show that will give you advice on how to write, how to start, how to be a family person. But she, she's very, I would say she's crooked, and that's a tease, by the way, and she'll elaborate on that. Welcome, Jada. Thank you for coming on the highlight this evening. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and you, thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I had the opportunity, and, and we'll get into that because I'm jumping way ahead, to uh, be entertained by one of your programs, which was Crooked, and that was my little tease, everybody. I'm not saying she's <laughs> crooked, that was my little tease, and she will explain that to you about the show and everything as we get going on this. But uh, Jada, what we like to do on the highlight is learn a little bit about the people we bring on the show. So would mm-hmm. you tell us a little bit about your younger days? Yeah, so I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, St. Louis County, and I graduated from McClure North High School. Go Stars! <laughs> uh, so that was sort of, um, yeah, I was, I, I was involved in theater in high school. That was sort of where, I wouldn't say that's where my interest in writing began, but that's, that was sort of like the theater-based experience that I got in the beginning. And you say you were you were involved in theater in high school. Mm-hmm. Let's go further back. Let's let's talk about maybe your elementary days. Did, did you did you have a liking then? Did mom and dad know that that they had a a star on the rise then? Or, or what about the plays you were in in, in, in elementary school? Yes, yeah, so mom and dad they always knew that I had this craving to be somewhere in the spotlight. So, and I'll get into that in a minute, but, um, but yeah, as far as like, um, when, well, when I was in third grade, there was this Christmas play that everybody was excited to be. And I was like, Ooh, are they going to have auditions? I really want to audition. Well, to my dismay, they decided to handpick people. So there were no auditions. So I didn't get to actually be in the play. I was in the choir. I was in the ensemble. So like, I, technically I was in the play, but I was like, dang it. I wish I could have had lines. So that was sort of like where that craving came in, like, oh, I really want to like have a bigger role in this. And then eventually I learned that a uh, performance is really it's not my style. <laughs> Writing and working behind the scenes, that's actually a better niche for me. So so you 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 stated that performance not your style. So are, are you saying then that the majority of stuff that you write now uh, and I believe you are in the poetry. Is that correct also? 
a, a little bit. I, I dabbled when I um, took college, well, I, well, I received college credit at uh, Missouri State. This is, was my senior year of high school. And I did take a slam poetry course while I was there. And, I, and what I'm getting at is then if you're in the poetry, doesn't that put you out in front? Because you say you, you being in front is not your style. It, it would. I, I After I took that class, I quickly dropped poetry. I, I don't think I've, I really haven't written poetry since then, in, unless you include, now I have written some musicals, um, unless you include scores, musical scores. But aside from that, um, no poetry. <laughs> So, so tell us a little bit more about growing up, by Jada growing up. What shaped her? I would say what shaped me, especially as a writer, um, this is a, when I was in middle school, my dad told me about this writing program. It was a screenplay writing program, but it was for adults. So I couldn't actually take the class since I was, well, really it was for people 16 and up. So I couldn't take the class. So he took it for me. Wait, 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 wait. I, gotta, I gotta stop you for a minute. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to comprehend. Uh, you say your dad took the class for you? Yes. Okay. You, actually... you, you can't stop on that. The public right now, you, you just woke them up. You got to stop and go a little bit into that. Now, how? I'm quite sure the teacher knew the difference. So how did this happen? So he, so because I couldn't take the class, because he, he wanted to find out, well, you know, it's 16 and up, she's 13. They were like, no. So he's like, all right, I'll take the class. So he took the class for me and he, and he, would, he brought home all the notes and he brought home the homework. So that way I could learn the trade. And I, I just thought that was, I, I'll always be grateful for that because I learned so much from that class and him just taking the time to, to take that class for me. So that way I could learn that that means a lot. And that and I got to learn a lot about screenwriting and some of the rules and the guidelines and the industry. And then I got to learn like about like some other things, too. Um, and one thing that really stood out was that um, especially when it comes to writing pieces with a lot of characters, those ensemble uh, pieces or collective protagonists, you have to be really careful with that, especially when it comes to film, because if you write too many characters, you may not have enough room to fully um, develop those characters and to fully flesh out those storylines. So that's why a lot of ensemble films don't really do that well. So that was a big takeaway from that class. And I was so glad that he took the class. <laughs> so obviously he brought home a or b or what did he bring home and then how did you follow in that footstep to keep the grades up yeah yeah so um it was it was different it was more like um uh one of those completion classes mm. like either you don't complete it or you complete it but it was like so we didn't get like a's or b's but it was like a, you gotta complete sort of so since, since, since you mentioned, tell us a little bit more about your childhood, about growing up. How, how was that? That was that was interesting. I found that I've always been like um, creative in a way. And this is something that um, this is another middle school. Thing. Well, this was me going into middle school. So it's like a two parter here. 
So when I was um, at the end of elementary school, I, I knew I wanted to write. And this is the funny part. I actually had an interest in journalism at one point. But then I decided that maybe that's not the direction I should go in. And here's why. So um, there was a lot going on in school, whatever. It, it's, it's, it's silly, but I would document everything that would happen. I've always been an observer. And that's sort of where I get my ideas from. I just watch people. So I was like, so-and-so did this. And trust me, I had no intention of sharing this with anybody. I was just going to keep it to myself. But one day I got caught by none other than the people I was writing about. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. So they took the paper and they were like, why are you writing this about me? And all I could say, entertainment is pure gold, blackout. <laughs> so I decided that I really shouldn't, I should stay away from that kind of stuff. If you write about people, just make an adaptation or a parody. <laughs> No, kidding, kidding. But um, when I was in middle school, I thought about joining some clubs, some writing clubs, but there weren't any creative writing clubs. So I was bored. There was like this opinion column for um, the school newspaper, but I didn't join that either. Instead, I decided to become the person looking for advice. Mm. So I made up some stories and they got attention. I noticed that more people started reading the school newspaper and and more people seemed to be engaged. And I was like, oh, my gosh, people love my work. Kicker. <laughs> so I bragged to my mom about this. I know weird flex. And then that's when she tells me that what I had been doing was messed up. It was wrong because here I was making up these fake stories because I was bored. And then I was taking up spaces for people who were actually looking for help, students who were actually looking for guidance. And until that moment, I didn't think of it that way. So after that, I decided to stop and I just really had to take a step back and think, I've really got to find an outlet for this. And then that's sort of, I know I kind of told this out of order, but then that's when the writing class that my dad took for me comes in. So that was, so that's sort of, that saying you can follow me on uh, drama two three d r a m a t u d e number three well not number three but like the number three it's, it's drama two three in case there was any confusion like drama attitude drama two it's the drama two so just follow me there you can see that and below there will be more information about my website and all that, which you will be able to find. There'll be a link on my Insta, so yeah. So that's that. Okay, we, we're gonna take a quick break. And okay. when, we, when we come back, I want to get into a little bit. Now we talked about your childhood. We're gonna move along and now maybe go to high school. From high school, we're gonna get to college. We're gonna take a break right now. We'll be right back, everybody. We're talking. I'm already calling you the great one. I'm already gonna put it out there because uh, I got an application to be your chauffeur to drive you around when you get when, when, when you make it there. So nobody's getting that job but me, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. All right, thanks everybody for coming back. We are here 
Now, now pronounce your name for everybody correctly. It's so funny. A lot of people call me Jade or Jaden. A lot of people, I, I, what happens, well, it's, it's Jada, J-A-D-A. Oh, so I got it right. Yes, you got it. Yes. Yes. You're one of the few because a lot of people mess it up. Uh, uh, the thing is, I drop whenever I say my name when I'm introducing myself, I drop the A. I'll say Jada. Like, really? oh, I should have said it, Jada. And then maybe they'll hear, but a lot of people just think it's Jade or Jaden or something uh, like that. <laughs> so you're already preparing for that stardom because you know everybody has two different names when they become there's Denzel and there's Denzel, and you know it's just two different. I already like that. You're already thinking about that, so you can have two different names to go. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit now about the high school years. Ooh, okay. So high school, when I was filling out my applications for electives, that's when I decided because I didn't get involved in theater in middle school. I was still sort of like figuring out like where is my niche. So um, filling out the application, I was like, well, let, let me try theater. I've always been interested in that. I was interested in elementary school and I didn't get to really participate because people were handpicked. So maybe I'll get a shot this time if I take a class, we'll see. So freshman year, I take a class, this intro to acting, but I don't actually get involved in like any shows until the second semester. Yeah. Shyness, I guess. <laughs> it was um, in a class, um, we had this project where we had to, and this is where the writing comes in, we had to revise stories. So I chose to revise Goldilocks and I did a spin on that. And Goldilocks was basically a, a, a robber. I mean, she is in the original, but I, I sort of like made it more modern and contemporary and I just, changed up some things so I also so revising the story I had to read the story to everyone aloud so people thought it was funny and then people told me hey you don't really talk that much in class but why don't you audition for the one X coming up in the spring you should do that so I was like really they're like yeah so I was like mm, okay I'll do it so I did and um that was uh the spring of 2014 I played somebody's mom <laughs> That was fun at the time. What, what what was that meme that was going around? And it was also like a, yeah, it was a, it was a vine. It was um, from this news blooper. Uh, ain't nobody got time for that. That's not how I said it, but but that was one. Of, I, I ended up making that one of the lines in the show. That was a standout. So that was like the first show in high school that I participated in. And then I went on to like uh, sort of participate in small roles like uh oh yeah we uh senior year uh Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory I was one of the grandmas grandma Josephine yeah I remember Something her. Like I that. remember that character in the movie yeah, though yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was a version of her <laughs> oh my favorite role this was sophomore year this was my favorite one and my biggest one I was the goose in Charlotte's Web, and I was squatting throughout the whole show, duck walks. Would you care to show us that now? Can I show that? <laughs> I show that. You don't this have to. Where... I'm just joking. I'm just oh. joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, so going into college, did this, did you get a scholarship or how? 
Yeah. So, 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 so did so your weird. your past work lead to the scholarship, or uh, give us a little idea how that works? Okay. So this is how and going, and I wish I had known this because I learned a lot more about what to do when auditioning for conservatories. But I had already made up my mind. And with conservatories, sometimes you can be in school for like up to six years and be up to ears in debt, be up to your ears in debt. And um, I, I knew I wanted to go to a liberal arts school. I didn't want to go to, and I knew I wanted to go to an HBCU. I really wanted to go to an HBCU so badly. Can, can, um, I, can, I, can I ask you why? why? Why was it so important to go to HBCU? Well, one of the reasons, um, one is being a legacy. My grandmother went there. My uncle went to um, Alabama State University. So shout out to them. But another reason was um, when I was earning college credit at Missouri State, um, which is a PWI or a predominantly white institution, I, um, I learned a lot there. Um, it was a great program that I was a part of, but I learned that being in a big school like that, if, if, there, if there's ever a time where I like need some serious help, I'm not going to get that attention. I might get to speak to my TAs, but even they don't, because I'm a TA now. And, and I, try to, I, I try to cherish each of my students because I, I know that must be hard to be in a big class where you can't reach or you can't get that attention from the instructor all the time because there are so many students, for one. So that was a concern. I, I just didn't want to have to worry about that. And then Another thing was, um, well, the students. Um, there, I had, um, there was an incident at the school, um, racism. Ooh. And this was um, from a student who actually grew up in a predominantly black school district, which was unexpected. But, you know, she thought that it was okay to use racial slurs and you know, nobody cared and then I uh, addressed it and it was it was just a it was a big mess and um so I learned from that I was like I need to go somewhere where I, I I feel comfortable I need to go to a safe space and I need to go because uh, something and not not to have a bias but we as a we as we as black people it's gonna be honest right here we are just so gifted I just and I wanted to be around that magic that's that's what I that's what I was craving and um going to ASU there was like the, the campus was just flooded with talent and potential and brilliance and I just I just couldn't get enough of it and that that's what I wanted to be around especially for my undergraduate career I just I really craved that you you mentioned and and this is for the listener. You mentioned something about being a TA. Mm-hmm. What what exactly is that for people who may not know? And how how did that shape you or help you with some of your writing? So a TA is in the, at least in this context is a teaching assistant, and basically I aid students with whatever concerns they have regarding their assignments. So what I do, um, I, I mostly grade papers. And then um, if there's any concerns like about, you know, what's in the syllabus and dates and deadlines, that, that's where I sort of come in. So yeah, like looking at the papers, I actually, um, 
assistant teach for um, a cinematic course, an intro to cinema course. And that's where students get to study film, looking at the different aesthetics in film. And that's looking at, um, like if we wanna talk about an aesthetic like mise-en-scene, that's looking at a frame, you're looking at a film and then you're looking at the different props, you're looking at lighting, you're looking at costuming, you're looking at color, like what, and what do all of these physical things, what do they mean? What is the deeper meaning behind them? Why is the color red being used in this scene? Stuff like that. So that's really, um, I can really relate to that course, like when it comes to my writing, because it helps me to think about, you know, what, what kind of Easter eggs do I want to leave behind in my work? What kind of like symbols do I want to place in there to create the deeper meaning? You, you mentioned your writing style, mm -hmm. and, and I know we're up to the college years. Uh, when did you really get serious and say, you know what, I think I, 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 think I got something going on, going on in myself. I'm going to stick with this. So you're in college. When did you get serious about this? So I, uh, well, there was, there was a device theater program that we had, and that's where I, um, I got interested, like, when it comes to the theater-based writing, I was like, hmm, what is this? So, um, so one year, this was my sophomore year when I was, like, really involved. We were um, writing this piece. It was um, No Entrance Without Papers. So it was about, you know, immigration and things like that. So we, so basically, we conducted some interviews with people around the campus, like, how do you feel about this or what, what are your beliefs on this? Or like if they feel if they felt comfortable enough and if they wanted to participate in there, if they wanted to be interviewed, we interviewed them. And then based on those responses, we created a piece. So that's sort of so I got to collaborate with different writers um, on that project. And that sort of is what that 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 sort of um, that's what pulled it out of me, if you will, that need to write because I was like, wow, I, I really felt something from participating in that. And I was like, I want to do more. Mm. So I'll, I'll first start by um, saying you can follow me on uh, Drama2D-R-A-M-A-T-U-D-E, number three. Well, not number three, but like the number three. It's, it's Drama2-3 in case there was any confusion, like drama, attitude, dramatude. It's the dramatude. So just follow me there. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, you mentioned also writing style. Uh, I wanna know a little bit more about your writing style. And I'm gonna have to let you know, you, you're gonna come back. I'm gonna let the public know, we're gonna do a two part with you. I, I was holding that back. So part one, we're gonna kind of cover your life and then part two on the next episode, uh, we're going to get into some of your writing, but we're going to take a break real quick and come back to that. All right, everyone, this has been a very interesting conversation. I hope everyone's enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. Uh, uh, she actually did the goose walk and, and you guys should have seen it. So uh, that, that'll be extra if you really want to see that. But I mean, it was fantastic. I didn't believe it myself, but it was amazing. But uh Tell us a little bit now. You mentioned your writing style. Mm -hmm. did, did, did events in college 
affect your writing style? Did events in your childhood? What do you mean by your writing style? Yes, so let's get into that. So in college, I would say college definitely altered my writing style. I because I've always been an observer and I it's almost it's a weird way to say this, but I think of it as people watching and people shopping. Sometimes I'll just go to the store just to people watch. And as creepy as that sounds, it's really not. <laughs> but I, I learned like I learned so much just by watching other people talk and like how they interact with one another and what that I know one idea that I this was this was a piece that I wrote in college, but it wasn't for college. I did a I did a lot of writing in college where I would, where I would save it for um, something else. I'll save this for a submission after I make another draft of it. But I did a lot, a lot of outlining in college. And one thing that I wrote that I actually submitted to um, later on when um, I got my teaching job was um, this play called Emperor's Court. Now, what inspired that was Actually, the weird thing is what happened after I submitted that is what made that interesting. I find that there was a, an after effect, not to say that I made predictions, but in the play, people have to wear masks. And this was before the pandemic. So I was like, did I predict? Well, I didn't predict all of that. I didn't predict the reason why. It was basically the play was about facing, it was about climate change and um, and it was about trying to cut back. So there were these bills passed like the anti-vehicle bill, um, people weren't allowed to drive anymore and people weren't, weren't allowed to breathe. This is where the, um, the absurdism comes in. So people were not allowed to breathe without wearing a mask. They had to cover that up. They had to keep all the CO2 down. Everything just had to be kept down. And then, um, so that's, that's where, so that was the reason behind that. But then there was another piece that I was working on. And this is where um, some of that scenario wall stuff comes in with the, um, the crooked, the, the game. Um, so this was actually like a full length version of that, that um, showed like the reformed responder department. And it showed that um and 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 towards the middle is where um basically the storming of the capitol happens and i was like and that was before january when that happened mm. so i i submitted that in december the december before that january so i was like another prediction kind of so i don't know that didn't really answer your question it sort of turned into something else sorry about it, that. it actually kind of did but it also actually led to some other questions because of uh it, it appears your style is and i don't want to say prediction but uh it's life events it, it appears you take life events and you turn them into a writing event or a writing style but you mentioned something well say for instance on the first one that you mentioned with the mask mm -hmm. and taking things away but that is true because in a way when the mask came 
There was one side saying, well, you're taking our freedom away. There was another side saying, well, you're taking our freedom away by not wearing the badge. So, yeah. so in a way, what you're stating, what you're writing was true. Do you ever get into, say, someone watch that and go, hey, uh, we don't like that because that's hidden too close to home or other people, we like that because it is hidden close to home. I can honestly say neither. Mm. A lot of my work has not been read. Like some What's of it that? has been like, it, like it's, this, is a, this is a fairly recent development. Like this year has been a game changer for me. This is like the first year my, my work is actually like being looked at and taken seriously because those other submissions I talked about, they, they weren't really reviewed. They were just ignored and I got no feedback. So. Can, can I ask why? Or do you know why? I kind of I kind of know why. Um, so I, I had submitted the, um, the the piece about um, that sort of talked about the storming of the Capitol. That was um, for another program. What um, there was an issue that happened with the, um, the application process. And I was. Um, yeah, there, there, there were some issues there. Not everything. I, I turned in everything, but um, I sort of may have asked the wrong person. There was there was someone. So do you yeah. feel. Yeah. And I'm sensing that and you can correct me. Mm-hmm. Uh, favoritism. In some things that are turned in, racism there in some things that are turned in? I would say that timing definitely plays a role. And then it, it works because I only wanted to apply to grad schools where I knew that I might have. I don't want to say a shot, but like I, I wanted to go places that um, one, one thing that I learned, uh, one of the many things I learned that was important, go go find a place that is looking for you. Find a place that will want you there. If, if you have assets that the school is looking for, don't, don't go to places and look for fully funded programs and stuff like that. It's, that's important to keep in mind. So that's something that, that always stayed with me. So I, I just feel like timing wise, I, I did uh, submit my stuff like to the other school early it's just there was one thing there was um, and this was outside of school um, too that um, a recommendation this was from this was from a project this was someone um, that I worked with or worked for um, during a summer project um, well not just the summer but there was there was something else too. there were there were there were some other people but um, it's just there were some things that were incomplete and I was not aware. So it just didn't work out that way. Like um, a lot of people turned in submissions mm. for that uh, program. And a lot of those got read because everything was complete in time. But for me, it was like, I know my stuff didn't get read because there were some incompletes with some of those summer programs. So it's so a summer program uh, recommendations. You just gave 
some good advice and and we're going to wrap this show up but you just gave some good advice when you said look for a school or look for an organization that's kind of looking for you but i can also sense that there's there's a little disappointment in your voice that some of your other uh articles or writings didn't get read or didn't get represented so what would you tell someone say here's kenneth he's written stuff he's turned it in and i can tell it didn't get read i'm I'm a little disappointed what would you tell me to keep me going on what 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 has this taught you this has taught me to don't don't limit yourself just keep writing and look for as many outlets and contests and submissions as you can because you you never know something good could um, come of it I know that's how it, it it usually timing is always so weird and it can be so unpredictable which is why it's important to always be prepared just be ready for the moment always have have your collection ready to go not not all of it but just have something to choose from and and keep writing and when you um and that that it got it got kind of dark back there I didn't mean for it to go there but I was just saying that it's important like just ask as many people as you know for guidance or when it comes to recommendation just don't don't stop it like maybe one or two well, a lot of these programs oh sorry about that a lot of these uh programs will require you to ask at least two or three but just ask as as just just keep asking and then keep submitting just don't limit yourself you can follow me on uh, drama 23 d r a m a t u d e number 3 well, not number three, but like the number three. It's, it's drama two, three, in case there was any confusion, like drama, attitude, drama two. It's the drama two. So just follow me there. Well, Miss Jada Cam, I want to thank you for today's episode. I want everyone to come back and join us for part two as we're going to get into some of your current writings, some of the writings that you love, and any advice that you want to pass on. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Amazon, Google, and various other streaming networks. Thanks again for listening and be sure to tune in on the next episode of The Highlight.